sorry, babe, that it took so long for me to write a song about you. Never gave my mind if you got the time. Tell me what you find. Do you like it? Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here at 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Hasn't been that long since you've been here. Dang. We've had a, an exciting morning. So Wake up a little are. bit. Woo! God bless America. Okay. Can't find the words. Beautiful song. I think I'd... that was just what happened. Couldn't find the I words. Couldn't find the words. <laughs> my guest is texting me and I'm like "Ah, don't they know I'm on air okay it's all exciting but anyways we're here uh in the studio thank god took me forever to get here but I really like uh, hanging out with Benny and I get to see all my guests on zoom uh Maggie Smelser aka Mama Mags is in the studio with us good morning uh Mama Mags (laughs) good morning oh Maggie where did you play that song for me um, I played it in your van, uh, down by the river. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Wanted to say that. We so should bad. write a song. Down I by know, the yeah. river's a van, man. <laughs> um, that was my traveling studio and my traveling yeah, show. Yeah, So we decided. A, yeah, go ahead. It was it was a beautiful day, and it was like wasn't working to like play it outside. So you're like, yeah, just come in the van. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I had all the seats out, so it was like it was like a studio and. Uh, we met uh, Avenue A, which is where we did an event. Uh, it was a beautiful sunny day. It was so lovely to see you. Um, let's go back a year because you came out to visit me on Woodby. Let's reminisce. Right. Let's reminisce about you coming out to Woodby. Oh man, that was a much needed trip. Um, 
I just needed to like, I don't know, I had seen you on Facebook or something. And I was like, man, I should like reach out to her. And we stayed in your little cozy little cabin and got to go down to the ocean and did some hippie stuff. <laughs> and yeah, it was really fun. And then my car wouldn't start or something. I can't remember what the Institute. Oh, yeah. We were out at that. Uh, what park were we at? Uh, it was the Whidbey Institute. We were walking or hiking. Oh, we did the labyrinth. That's what we did. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get back to your van and it, we'd it... locked ourselves out or it wouldn't start or something. Yeah. Hippie van. It was the alarm system. It goes crazy. But I've. Yeah. With our, with our forces combined, we got stuck. Well, and, and you know what was really cool is like because we were waiting for you to get a ride to go to the ferry, my landlords. And then we talked a little bit more in depth. It was after the labyrinth. And that's what you've been doing. You've been going deep and, and cleaning out your closets and healing. Yeah, it's been, it's been a, I just had 13 months of sobriety on February 2nd. And I've been doing a lot of, um, yeah, digging and processing and, you know, figuring out why I drank and used and it's scary stuff, but you know, you, uh, come out a little bit brighter on the other side. You know, it's been really good for my soul. And so some of the things that you're doing to stay healthy are? Um, I've been obviously not drinking and using drugs. And um, I joined a gym back in October when I realized I was going to be 30 in a year. And uh, yeah, so I've been, I've lost about 30 pounds in a year and, I've, you know, been getting getting fit for the first time in my life like ever it's really exciting so and we met at a place called wired and plugged years ago gosh 16 15 years ago i guess now man and that's where i was doing my little rock readings my chakra readings and i believe uh you came out for a reading and that's kind of how we connected really uh but watching you and all the other kids blossom play music uh, we did uh, the no Tim Noah Thumbnail Theater, and you got up and sang uh, the the key for your roller skate song. Oh, the, <laughs> oh gosh, brand new key? <laughs> yeah. And we were blown away. I mean, it was just, that was probably the highlight of me watching you because you were solo, and it was, I think it was a Woodstock, I don't remember. It was a Yeah, it was art. the Woodstock tribute. Yeah, I remember that. And it was almost like all you kids were kind of uh, groomed at the coffee shop, Wired. And then that's when you all got on stage and it was a, a real performance and a real, uh, what? Yeah, story. I remember walking into the, when they started doing it in the church side of Tim Noah. And that was the biggest stage I'd been on in my life so far. So, and I was like, all this applause and everybody's looking up at me. I'm like, I like this. <laughs> like. And your voice is so beautiful. And then you were also groomed by Bogart in the jam club. Yeah. So in 2008, I thought about this the other day. Um, in 2008, me and some other kids came together and we actually made the jam club. Like I was the first vice president of the jam club. Um, I wasn't quite ready to be president, but, uh, yeah, and we all just, like, it was, you know, Alex Bishop was in there, I believe, and Preston Albertine, and uh, 
bunch of other kids I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Volker, it was like his idea to like, you know, have a bunch of these nerdy kids <laughs> get together after school and play music. And it was, it was really awesome. Like I have a few photos from the library where we'd meet and I was actually Volkert's TA, his teacher assistant. And so he always had his guitar in his office. And when I wasn't late and actually showed up to the library on time, you know, we always had a chance to fiddle around and it was really cool. It was a neat experience. Oh, it just remind me of, remember that, that parade they used to have in Snohomish? Uh, with... Oh, the Klahaya days? No, no, it was like um, the high school would go oh, through the street. Oh, Serpentine. Yes. Oh my gosh. Good memories. I remember you guys walking through the streets. I think it was at the Visitor Information Center that day and Bogart was leading the way and you know, really what I want to do with my shows is just celebrate amazing human beings doing amazing things, watching people over years uh, uh, grow and uh, evolve and become more of who they truly are, that authentic self. Um, most of them are musicians, artists, and encouraging that creative side. But I think, you know, really uh, giving kudos to those people that were there for you, like uh, Volk Art. And um, also we have joining us this morning is Rick and Kathy Jacobson. Good morning, Rick and Kathy. They're muted. Is everybody oh, there? There we go. <laughs> it's so weird I, I can see you. you. <laughs> wow. And you guys are on what island today? San Juan Island. San Juan Islands. I call them Roach Harbor. Roach Harbor. Beautiful sunny day. And you're like, we're on a road trip. <laughs> well, <laughs> we <laughs> well, not today. <laughs> on the day that you're driving. Well, uh, you are one of those, the couple that really started the whole party um, on the main street of Snohomish. Uh, Kathy, give a little background on Wired and Unplugged. Okay. Uh, well, it started when um, my junior high school son brought home a CD of Alex Bishop and his brothers who had a band. And uh, I just, I thought, I, I thought this is brilliant, you know, but, but where are these people going to play? Because they're 12 years old, you know? And so then I, I just started looking for a space for um, people who were too young to play in a bar to, to share what they'd written. And um, so I started driving up and down the streets of Snohomish and found a coffee shop that was going out of business on the corner of uh, Steeter and First and um, made an offer and Two weeks later, we were in there sprucing it up. And then two weeks after that, or a week after that, we opened Wired and Unplugged. And it was um, music on one side and coffee on the other. And it was my first retail experience, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> first coffee experience. So it was really all about the music and, and welcoming people in. I had to go with my strengths because I didn't know what I was doing. Well, and I could, I could, I could kind of tell because I walked in like it, I didn't even know there was a coffee shop there. And then you were there, and you were just like, "Now what?" And you would stand there, and then you you made us some food or some coffee, and it, it just it it uh, it changed over the years. But it got I think it got to be more um, you before you're just like maybe what is a coffee shop? What do I do? But you guys made it into this beautiful place for all ages. Uh, oh, we could do a whole show just on all the people that came through with Peter Ali and the flute and um, uh, Tammy, Tammy Kennedy. Uh, yes. Yeah. We, well, we built it and they came and uh, it was really 
kind of surprising. It was really amazing how much talent was in just a mile, you know, of the coffee shop. It was, it was crazy. It was, it was, it exceeded our expectations and the collaboration that went on between the musicians covering each other's songs, you know, staying into the wee hours. Yeah. We were in there just fixing the place up, cleaning up and like knocking some painting and things like that. And, and Beth Whitney heard about it. So she came in and she brought uh, Rory Corbin in with her and he like auditioned for the job of uh, host. Uh, in the rubble. In, in, in the painted room, he just had his guitar and belted out a song for us. It's like, oh, you're hired. <laughs> you know? I remember, and it was yeah. Travis after Rory. Travis? Yes. Uh, yeah. And I kind of brought him over to Tim Noah and we, we kept going. And those kids, everybody's still well, not at this moment, but they were still playing, you know, before. So I, I just want to see the the ripple effect, the ripple effect. And again, I could do t- well, 20 shows on all the people that came out of that and all the amazing uh, community events, gatherings. And it was a nonprofit. You were definitely doing it from your heart. It wasn't like, hey, we're making a lot of money down in Snohomish <laughs> serving coffee to kids. But uh, it was super. And then you got into the band Wired. Uh, Rick? Yeah, well, we had been playing together in another band and um, kind of broke off of that and couldn't come up with the names. And we were playing at, at the coffee shop quite often. So we just, were, I think we were like the house band at the coffee shop. So we just named ourselves. The, we At first it was like the Wired and Unplugged Rock Rockabilly Blues Band. And eventually it just shortened it to Wired. And went on to national fame as an international blues challenge winners in Memphis, Tennessee in uh, 2012. And here's the beauty of that. So I was, the Oxford was my office upstairs. So I got to come down and like on a Saturday and see Wired. You were on the, somebody was on the the bar. I mean, the, the Wired band was playing <laughs> at the Oxford. So I have the Oxford. I have the Wired Unplugged. I have all ages. I have this amazing setup. I'm the director of the main street program or whatever and i'm like oh my god this is amazing and so maggie played in the first taste of music and that's how you won your award to go to nashville because they turned that into the the taste of music turned out to be the more of the uh that festival where you what you oh gosh start it you know where you got to play yeah yeah okay the competition not nashville it was memphis memphis yeah 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 (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's right. It was the uh, you started out with the, the ta- it was a taste of music, but they also had the um, the uh, finals for the uh, inter- Washington State's International Blues Challenge uh, were on Sunday of that festival. So yeah. what's really cool is you're all all about you. You two doing that led to all of that. But Maggie started the whole thing because I was doing Clahia Days and I saw her and Alex play and do karaoke and I thought okay we should have a music festival see how that whole thing comes circling around where that was a gift back to you guys to have that whole event because of a little coffee shop you started <laughs> and it just it goes on and on there's still so many more stories but I just love the fact yeah. that I was there and I could take the, some of the money that I was given to promote the town and put it back in with the children you know because now they're adults and look at Maggie look how you can see her it makes me want to cry this is yeah. this is what happens when good people do great things and they do it from their hearts and it is a nonprofit. So thank you. So Maggie, what's some of your beautiful you. memories of Wired? 
Oh man, I am like sitting here like getting emotional. Um, cause I was like 15. I think I was like 14 or 15 when I figured out about Wired. Like I was, I graduated high school when I was 17. So like when I was 13, I was starting my freshman year of high school. Um, and so I, I don't know, like I always had like trouble fitting in, like I didn't know what I liked to do, but I love to play music. Like, and Vince Alice and my brother were friends and Vince gave my brother this card, like, Hey, you need to check out this place. It's super cool. And the first night I ever went to Wired, my neighbor had been down at the bars. You know, he was kind of like my surrogate dad growing up. And he calls me and he's like, you need to come see this band right now. And I was like, I'm like 15, you know, I was like, what are you talking about? And he picked me up, drove me downtown and the Senate was playing. Oh yeah. yeah. And <laughs> when they were like still forming and from that moment on, I was like, I have to be here. Like I, <laughs> I, I went to like, I went to the open mic every Friday. I went to the poetry nights. Cause like my home life wasn't like super, you know, exceptional. Um, you know, my mom was working all the time. My brother like had his own life. And so I learned how to make friends. And like, you talked about like how artists collaborated, like I learned how to play music there. Like I learned from like Sean Knox and Tad and Tim mm -hmm. and uh, Rose Parks. Wait, am I saying that right? Uh, yeah. Ray. yeah. Ray Parks. And, uh, yeah, and Travis and all those guys, like, I was just like this kid and it wasn't until I got older that I realized that like, they're not that much older than me. It just felt like it at the time. I felt like they're these wise, like 18 year old people, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and there was many nights that I just, I would, I learned how to like wrap up cables properly. Like I would stay late and help break things down. Like, and Rory came up to me when I was like 16 and offered to have me play my own show there. And I just about lost it. I was like, cause I was writing a bunch of music and Beth Whitney offered to open for me for my first <laughs> show there. It was like March 15th of like 2008, I think. And she was like, I'll open for you. And in my head, I'm like, you're so much better than me. Like, why would you ever do that? Um, but yeah, we, it was like a sold out show. I sold CDs. Like it was, you know, it really like, it was a, it was a paradigm, like a pivotal moment in my life where I like that, like shot me forward into like being like, I can do this, you know? And like, I moved to Leavenworth when I was 21 and started like poking around in bars and trying to play music in my friends breaks while they were playing shows. I'd be like, Hey, can I? get up for a couple songs and next thing I know like I played music there for like five years solid playing like three or four <laughs> show nights a week you know and uh it all started by like going to that place you know I'll never ever not give that place credit for my music career you know it's and it's cool to hear about how it started from you guys because like I never really got that I just went and ate paninis and iced tea and <laughs> and, and hung out like, with friends yeah, I was more worried about the social aspect. So I didn't realize like all the 
you know, work that went into it. So that's really cool. (laughs) And that's what I have to remember when I first, so I went up there and started getting coffee and working there. uh, And I saw Kathy and that was the first time I ever saw CDs by original people that weren't, you know, famous. And now that's a great memory because I'm like, what a great idea. I never even, you know, but that was what you had little CDs, a little thing that went around, Kathy. The people who played there. Yes. Uh, and that's all I have anymore. But people are like, so what's your favorite band? I'm like, well, what local bands do you want to hear? I don't know anything else anymore. I just have all CDs from um, locals and, and play those. But wow, what what an amazing memory. And we also have to say that Paul and Kim uh, took over after when their band was called Real Folk. Real Folk. Real Folk. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so yes. they kind of, just like it happened at Soul Food Coffee House uh, in Redmond, they got bought out by uh, uh, someone else. Clint and Sarah did it before, uh, Clint McEwen Band. But again, those two places have changed so many people's lives. And now when you look back, I mean, I can just go on and on and on. But it really also, um, it was community. It was all ages. And I have to say, Peter Ali had cancer. We all pulled together after Wired closed. And I believe we had, Tim Noah had this huge coming out of, of support for him. And of course, he's cancer free. But it was just one again I love you too. I love you when you're playing music. I like when Kathy and I are dancing to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I so miss it. Yeah, I so miss it. I, I really do. Um, but I'm just really super uh, blessed to have uh, actually wandered in and got to be a part of you guys' life. So, Maggie, what do you have planned for your future with music? What are we going to do? Um, with music, I I don't know. It's it's in in the way of the world right now. I. I, I like where I am, you know, I have a, a drummer and a bassist in Lake Stevens and, you know, we've been practicing. I got a, a white mini grand piano in the practice space now. Um, that was a gift from my drummer, which is unbelievable. He moves pianos for a living. So I now have a Baldwin mini grand piano in my life. Um, and we have like a little stage built in the garage and we practice out there probably like we try to do it once a week and you know i'd like to be playing a show once a month like when i can you know after covid or whatever the heck happens and um i don't know i'm just kind of riding the wave i don't really you know i've, I've been thinking about my five-year plan and like you know i might might want to go back to school and that kind of stuff too so the world is my oyster now that I'm sober enough to think about it. So. Well, and I can see some amazing songs coming out of this, you know? Really. Yeah, I, I still, you know, I still practice and been writing stuff too. It's, it's, the creative process is never dead. It's just, it's just changing, you know? We will get through this and we will be sitting live on Woodby Island at my, my festival, won't we, Maggie? <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> But I'm excited. You you keep doing what you're doing, and we're going to end the show, not end the show, end your segment with your song, Can't Find the Words, that we played in my hippie band, um, Avenue A. And then you're going to go back to work, and uh, I'll have to have you back to the island. It was so good to see you, Rick and Kathy. Oh, good to see you too, Maggie. Yeah, yeah it was so cool. Thank you so much. Rick and Kathy will stay with Thank us. You. We're going to have Alexander on next. So we're going to listen to Maggie, a.k.a. Mama Mags, Can't Find the Words.
your sorry feet That it took so long For me to write a song About you Never gave my mind If you got the time Tell me what you find Do you like it? Cause I know I've done my best I've done my worst Darling, sometimes I just Can't find the words Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, and join the Our Energy Matters online community today. 
You will experience classes and one-on-one conversations with me that will inspire you to live life to the fullest in these changing times. Learn more about yourself and how to expand your energy, plus have fun in the process. Every month, I will highlight one of our Our Energy Matters members as a guest on Lift Your Spirits Radio. For more information, visit me, Dina Marie, at dina-marie.com. 2021 is your year to shine. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer, every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful, but at a swift move, you can relax and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. That's the time when you take yourself to bed In my dreams, baby, all my schemes All the plans laid out in our heads We'll climb the hill like Jack and Jill And watch the very last sunset I gotta say it's been quite a day We haven't had one like this yet Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and that song's called Rocky Ridge by the famous Alexander Bishop. Welcome, Alexander. Hey. You're famous in Snohomish because we started a coffee shop for you, right, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys talked? I don't know about for me, but. <laughs> yeah, well, what's what's some of your memories about uh, Wired and Unplugged? Wired and Unplugged? Uh, oh, my God, so many memories. Over the years, so much, so much playing there, and so many different, different. Um, I don't know. Within the, I don't know how many years it was open. Five years, four years. Um, different groups I'd been in, different things that happened, and I mean the really cool thing about Wired and Unplugged, for me was just like the spontaneity, especially on like when we'd have the um, open mics. You know, you never knew what was going to happen, and I had a bunch of friends. We just, you know, randomly go up and not know what we're going to play, and just you know see what would happen and there's a lot of music music uh, magic that can come out of that moment and then yeah. giving us that magic venue. music now how, how did you learn music how did i learn music mm-hmm. when did you start um, playing well uh, i started when i was about 10 years old 
Um, I loved music. My dad got me into it. He, uh, I remember we were in the in the car and he said, I think he was tired of me and my brother playing video games. So, you know, he wanted to get us doing something creative. And uh, my brother started on the guitar and he turned the bass up really loud on the stereo. And he said, you know what that is? And I was like, no. He's like, well, that's the bass. And you're going to play that. <laughs> and so we went to the music store and he gave me one and I loved it. And from there, went on to guitar and uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. The start. Got some music lessons. Um, was into uh, my teacher was really all about the music theory and all that, which I didn't appreciate at the time, but I I do now, and I did later. But uh, yeah. And you went off to school, didn't you, for music? Mm -hmm. Didn't you? Yeah. Go off? Yeah. Uh, Cornish College of the Arts. I remember having you at one of my events, and one I think your teacher was playing with you, like at the event, Taste of Health. Yeah, Denny Goodhue. Denny Goodhue. That was some Super, good uh, One of the best musicians and mentors anybody could ask for. The guy's played with everyone. Um, you know, he's played with Etta James to Charlie Hayden, all these famous jazz people, and even up to Soundgarden. You know, so he's, uh, he's all over the map, and... Um, one thing that was really inspiring about him was <clears throat> learning how to take a lot of your different influences and um, different facets of being an artist or a musician and focus them and uh, streamline them into like one consistent sound or idea. Cause I always had so many different things I wanted to do and he kind of helped me rein that in a little bit. And uh, that collaboration and, and, and that's how you grow learning from other mm -hmm. people and then you play how many instruments do you play uh i mean mostly uh, string instruments and piano guitar yeah. bass and piano but you know i mean i've i fill around with some other stuff i play i studied a little cello i play a little violin viola I most of the string instruments i play around on i i can play drums but how about a flute to, flute huh? flute flute a little bit i've dabbled i've i've played live some stuff I don't, i'm not really that great but but you play a lot <laughs> of instruments fun. and you're super talented yeah. and you decided to uh as you got older to move to new york and that's where you're at now uh-huh yeah and now you're yep. playing in the streets for people like to be entertained during these amazing weird times oh yeah yeah it's been wild it's uh um i was living in the city i live in brooklyn now at the time and uh yeah there was just um we've me and my uh, my girl, my baby, we lived by uh, Washington Square Park, and uh, there was always so many artists playing there and different people doing stuff, and just tons of people who wanted connection and wanted entertainment or whatever. So, I uh, I never really busked before. I'd probably done it a few times, and I you know I was always kind of like nervous. I don't know. It's like easier to play in front of a couple thousand people than it is to sometimes going. <laughs> playing a situation that you're not used to that might be uncomfortable but uh it was really fun i'm glad i did it and i definitely want to do it more it can actually be pretty lucrative too surprisingly i think but. it can and it is and i think also you have the power to do it when you want you don't have to set up stages you don't have to have people show up on time and and practice or anything yeah that's how maggie started I which thought, is hard with musicians oh yeah well, and, well how about two uh you have a child now you're a daddy Mm -hmm. So I saw that you brought your your son with you. Yeah, not right now. He's sleeping. <laughs> Literally by the minute, it was it was a uh, down to the minute. Tell us tell us your how to stay home while you're getting your son down for a nap. 
how to what now stay home. how to stay in the home, moment yeah <laughs> yeah you know just uh you know switch the ohm with the sound of the cow moo <laughs> as we're going through the book and reading you know in my mind in my mind as i'm saying the cow makes a moo the pig makes a you know all that <laughs> what i'm really saying is stay in the present moment stay in the now because you only have five minutes to get him down before you have to be on this. But uh, <laughs> I pretty much planned to just bring him on if he didn't go to sleep. But magically, I was uh, able to remain in the chi and get him down. <laughs> well, and you were yeah. you were raised in a very uh, spiritual family. Would you uh-huh. say? Yeah. In Snohomish. I guess you. I guess you could call it that. Well, and I was born in um, Arlington. But uh, yeah, my grandparents had the Love Israel family, the cult. Is it a cult? I don't know. Is it? All I know is you came to me and you said, this is, I think you're probably 16, 17. And you say, I want to take my music to a different place. I want to do more spiritual stuff. And I, you got a chakra reading with me and all. And uh, you and Maggie were probably one of the first uh, taste of music. You're up on stage in that gazebo, uh, Avenue A. Um, yeah, I remember that. And then I had my cousin there, Chris Gibson, who basically was in Los Pedros back then. And that's where you did a show or two at his place, uh, Ballard Arts Center. And yeah. I, what I thought was really cool is one day um, he's, he got to be in King Crimson. And he's like, yeah. I saw Alexander Amazing. Bishop in the audience in New York. <laughs> he saw you. <laughs> I mean, that's how weird this 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 musical artist world is. It's very synchronistic. And that was a big deal for Chris because, again, we were supposed to be not – we were the tie-dyed sheep of the family. We're not supposed to be doing anything artistic or anything. And for him to get oh, to really? play with King Crimson was a huge, huge thing. And he um, saw you in the audience. And I thought that was just a wink for both of you. That music is life, and it's something you need to do for life. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, synchronicity is a thing, and uh, I don't know. Things are things are cyclical. That's the word. They, um, you uh, sometimes you might not know what you're doing, even if you're writing a piece of music, and you just have to stick through and get through with it and finish it and try and find a, a completion and get to a point because. Sometimes you might not realize at the moment that what you're doing is going to connect with something later or uh, it all it all goes in circles, I think. And, and songwriting you know? is, is therapeutic, honestly, if you don't put the pressure mm-hmm. on. But if you just let it flow and come out and hopefully and you're so talented that you can do the most of the parts yourself anyways. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I like to do that. It's you know, it's uh, it's. It's it's good to collaborate, and I think music a part of that is is uh, is the connection of human beings, and you know it's it's essential to our existence, I think. And uh, but sometimes sometimes it can be difficult, you know. It's uh, getting getting people. The reason why I've had done stuff myself in the past is um, sometimes that communication isn't always easy, and. Uh, getting people to do what you want to do or hear the sound that you're hearing in your set in your head. It, uh, it's not always as easy mm-hmm. to do as it is. Uh, sometimes you just got to do it yourself, but yeah. And then people in here in New York is a little different. It's like, I feel like in Seattle, you know, people are more willing to put in the time and, you know, work in band situations and whatnot here. Everything's so fast paced. It's like, if you're not throwing out a bunch of money, then uh, people want to do it quick and easy. So the last record I made here, I, I did everything myself. Well, I, I hired a drummer because I can play drums, but you know I'm not a pro. I'm you know 
I leave it to the professionals. So collaboration is like a marriage with four other people, <laughs> maybe. So you got to think about it. Like you have to get along. And uh, yeah. even Maggie, she's you know working on her band, and there's people that will come and go, and it's very rare that you get people that will stay together like rush okay you know what i mean it's like yeah. that's pretty amazing and that's how they stay successful yeah or the rolling stones yeah or... relationships yeah. so that's why i think the art music and community type atmosphere is so important because you're there under like a, a fun type of thing and you can get together and jam and and it's 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 easier than when you sit down with four guys and like okay we're going to be in a band together and then you have the personalities involved or or females it doesn't matter or that person yeah. that doesn't show up on time or doesn't know how to practice. <laughs> but Yeah, you know, I tried to really work on that. I think it's, um, I don't know, showing up on time. That's a good thing you brought that up. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but... no worries. Well, I'm going to bring Rick back on. Rick, can you join us? So Rick played in the band called yeah. Wired. And I followed you guys uh, along the road. And some changes went on. And now you're in a new band. Yeah, a couple different. Um, <laughs> two bands. You know, uh, yeah, probably two main. Um, one's a touring band, Harp Dog Brown and the Uptown Blues Band. It's a Canadian band. Um, and, you know, with COVID, things completely stopped. Like, I, I actually retired from my day job so that I could play music full time and tour. And I did that for couple of years and then uh, everything stopped yeah now mm. now i'm just retired and <laughs> not playing music yeah there's that man and there's the groove tramps which you hired us for a, a gig out on uh Camino island which that was a, that was a fun <laughs> i got to drink yeah. some beer with kathy and, and sit there and enjoy some good music and i i paid people to be there and i got paid there to be there so life was good <laughs> yeah that was great oh. outdoors yeah. but uh yeah we still actually get together and do a, a, a live stream on most Sundays. We had a regular gig every Sunday, uh, like a jam, blues jam, mm -hmm. at the 192 in Kenmore, um, you know, which we haven't done since last March. Yep. And I went and saw so you we'll guys. We'll get back to it this summer. Yes. I saw you guys there. I, I think, you know, right now for me, that, that um, reflection going in and if you do write this is a really good time to write some songs there's a lot to write about uh 100%. and and we have to be super uh creative i like that that you know you're doing some um, videos out there in the streets playing with the busking because you said that was kind of stretching your 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 box or your limits so trying new things i don't really care for zoom i have tried it and now i'm pulling back on it because i really want to be in person with people so i'm just doing small gatherings of two but in the end, you have to try new things. And I think that's what this is all about. You have to really, I'll be honest too, I think you guys weren't getting paid enough. I don't think people appreciated musicians. I loved that I had a few places that I, Naked City was one of them and uh, Pen Cove Tap Room that gave me a budget. I could literally pay people good money to come out and play music. But I think, you know, maybe a year or two ago, people were not appreciating our artists and our musicians. And they really need to get paid between setting up, oh, just writing the songs, practicing, setting up, tearing down, performing. So maybe, I hope, when this is over, that people start to say, yeah, musicians are uh, essential, art's essential, uh, gatherings, all ages are essential, community, all those things. I mean, the things I've been preaching forever, the things that Wired and Unplugged stood for, um, hopefully, you know, that we get back to what's really important, which is a family gathering, all ages, 
listen to some good music, go home around 10, wake up and put your child to bed or wake them up or do whatever. Be a dad, a good dad. So I wish go home around 10. <laughs> it's not like that out gigging. You've got to wait to get paid or you'll be there till one. Well, and that's what I loved about what I did because it was, uh, we were done, it was like eight to 10 at the most, maybe six to eight outdoor venues. So I really appreciated that, that people packed up and were, and they were actually stayed for an hour or two just to visit because we had time and they did get paid. I made sure that check was in their hands before they played, you know. So I do, I understand all that. And it's super important that we start uh, respecting our, our musicians and artists. Um, so, what, besides being a dad, you're just going to hang out. You have you written any new songs, Alex? Yeah, I'm. I'm writing all the time. I'm actually working on one of my goals. Is I, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to say by the end of the year. But my goal is within six months to have a new album because I have a whole batch of songs. I have like 15 songs that I'm just kind of fleshing out, and I've been working on arrangements, recording at home. You know, I put little snippets up on Instagram, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But um, the tune that you guys have, I don't know if you played it already or if you're going to play it. We're going to end that's the show actually with it. Just, that's just a little a demo that I recorded um, over uh, over the pandemic. Because we, we left New York City. It was just too wild. So, um, yeah, we went to stay with uh, Tara's parents up in uh, Maryland. So we were out in the middle of nowhere. They were, you know, wonderful to, to put us up there. Had a little trailer and got it all set up. Her mom cooked us meals and brought it over. It was pretty, pretty wonderful. Yeah. Was, uh, so that was, I mean, I was, that was probably the most inspired I've been in a long time. Just getting out of the city and being, you know, it's because it's been, I don't know how many years now, five to seven, seven years that I've been in New York and before that in Seattle. And so to be like completely secluded in the middle of nowhere, you know, mm -hmm. and all you have is your instruments and your family and, you know, some cats and some space and, to do and it. a lot of space. Yeah. Um, you know, you're either going to go crazy or you're going to come up with something great. And, you know, hopefully for me, it's the latter, but uh, I guess we'll find out when I uh, get these songs out here, but well, well, I did actually put one of them up there, though. There's a song called Out in the Sun that's on uh, Spotify. Sweet. And actually on, on everything else, Amazon Music, wherever you can, any streaming services. So if people want to reach you, how do, how do they reach you? Um, well, I have a website. Um, it's just uh, abishopmusic.com. Abishop. You can find my Instagram, uh, yourmovebishop. And, uh Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like your uh, you can find Instagram. me on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram because but... you play live. I've seen quite a few recently. Um, and the song we're going to end the show with is Rocky Ridge, Alexander Bishop. Um, and I just, you want to say anything to uh, Rick and Kathy about anything? Uh, well, I mean, thank you guys. And um, I mean, Rick and Kathy are, they created not just for me, but for so many people, a wonderful a wellspring and um, jumping off ground of creativity. And I mean, so much happened there. There's just, like I said before, there's just so many memories, you know, you had everything from jazz to my crazy prog rock group that I was in in my twenties play there to um, native American flute circles and sometimes yeah. all these different things coming together, which was great. But, you know, when I was 14 or 15, I remember, before uh, they actually opened the wire and plug, but I, I, we were, uh, I think when we first talked about doing something like this or when they talked about it to me, we had, uh, me and Keith 
who's um, Rick and Kathy's son, had um, come back from a jazz festival, and we were jamming late at night in their basement, playing some uh, wild jazz funk stuff, and and we talked about. Um, I showed Rick my record that I made with the band I was in at the time called uh, Rhymes End. And uh, yeah, he seemed to like it a little bit. And we talked about, you know, how there's no places to play or do anything in Snohomish. And it's not often that people, you know, talk about a good idea about something like that, and especially to younger kids or whatever, and then follow through with it and actually build something. And uh, I mean, just so many great people came through there. So many great musicians and the food was banging. <laughs> it was uh, it was all sorts of good. And uh, it really it had a huge impact on my life. So thank you guys. Thank you. Know. Good to see you guys again. It's been so long. Yeah, thanks for coming out to the coffee shop because it made it. The yeah, musicians it are what made it. Yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. That's for sure. I mm -hmm. and Again, I felt super blessed that I had a budget, even in Snohomish, to start that music festival or to, you know, promote you guys and, and be a part of that amazing, amazing period. It really was. And then to watch Alexander move on to New York, Maggie go to Leavenworth, and then I visited her in Leavenworth watching her doing the open mics. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is just a little stall. But now, we, now we're all yogis, right? <laughs> Alexander's all ohm, and then you guys are doing yoga. Kathy teaches yoga. I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and Rick does yoga poses. I see him all the time. <laughs> on on yeah. Yeah, so, I think I've seen some of that on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get into that. You, oh, you could get the cat yoga book. My grandson and my granddaughter love that book. I'm not kidding you. And then they do yoga with me. It's insane. <laughs> get the cat yoga book out. Uh, anyways, I think we're all evolving. We're all moving on because um, we're not. 16 and 17 and we're not I'm not in 40 <laughs> so you know we're all moving on to different things and we're all evolving and changing and growing so I just feel super blessed to have had that time and to still know all of you watch you on Facebook you know you guys are on an island you came to Woodby you visited my beach Max Welton oh don't tell anybody <laughs> darn it so I hope that uh, secrets yeah yeah it's a secret so next time you come out I'll, I'll show you some more secret places yeah I love your beach <laughs> And I, thanks, I, for, thanks for creating that beach for us. <laughs> with my, my, my mind, I'm a creator with my mind, of course. And it's true. That's the most important thing right now, and this is what I teach. I started this thing called Our Energy Matters, the book, but it's about your energy. And they said, expand your light and everything will be all right. So just keep doing the things you love. Keep being around lovely, kind, gentle, fascinating people, and, and we'll all get through this. And um, I, I believe we'll all be together again in a stronger uh, stronger way. We were going too fast, too quickly in the wrong direction. I agree with that. So like you said, the whole hectic thing and people going too fast. So uh, yeah, slow down. And that's one of one of Rick's songs from the Wired thing is, what was that song, Slow Down, the road song, Rick? Oh yeah. Uh, I love that song. And I can't slow, uh, this life in Life in the slow lane. Like me driving here from Whidbey Island. I had life in the slow lane, and they're passing yeah. me, and I just don't care. Life is too short. you got to slow down and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. All right, Alexander, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. We're going to play Rocky Ridge, and I thank Kathy and Rick for everything they've done, and Paul and Kim. 
uh, for picking up the pieces and, and moving on and keeping it going. But Kathy and Rick were in Snohomish, still live in that area and, and are, are, are icons. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know, but you guys made, made it what it was at that time and period. So thank you so much. So we're going to end the show with Rocky Ridge. Come back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. That's the time when you take yourself to bed You're in my dreams, baby, all my schemes All the plans laid out in our heads We'll climb the hill like Jack and Jill And watch the very last sunset I gotta say it's been quite a day We haven't had one like this yet day